So want to get into that badass new tune and talk about the show coming up at the Whiskey A Go-Go and look back and look forward a little bit. But, uh, dude, we were talking at the uh, at the Wiltern a few weeks ago about that tour that you did this past year with Lacuna Coil, and that really kind of took the band to a whole nother level. Talk to me about that tour. How long of a run was it? And, and your kind of recap of that tour. Sure, man. I mean, we were incredibly blessed with getting an option to even do that tour. You know, we're friends with some of the Lacuna camp and uh, incredibly blessed to do it. It was about three weeks. We went all around pretty much the Northeast, Eastern Coast, and then some of the Midwest. We didn't get out too much further out west. It was about 20 shows, 20 some odd shows. We also did uh, shows with the Butcher Babies on the way out there which was really cool. And we established a great relationship with them and and a good friendship. And hopefully, you know, hopefully in the future we get to do more shows with them, but it was absolutely a a very important step that we needed to take as a band. We've mainly just been putting out singles and just waiting for a, a, a decent opportunity for us to go out there and play live and, a lot of people came out to the shows. Uh, I think we won over the Lacuna Coil fan base, and um, it was a blessing to really be able to play in front of them. They're really open-hearted people that really like good metal, and it doesn't have to be super extreme, but they love good melodic metal. And, um, you know, we, we went out there and just slayed it every night and tried to, to give the Lacuna camp a, a good name for having us out there. We were the opener, the first band. Yeah, and they're they're a great bunch of people and great music, and they certainly bring the heavy and the melody with you know, especially with the two vocalists that they have. For sure, man, they're, and their style is so classic. They've been doing it for so many years. They are without a doubt originators of of what they do. You know, um, and and a lot of credit has to, a lot of credit should credit should be given to Andrea and Christina for for being originators in the dual vocalist, female vocalist. Uh, screaming melodically and in slow tempo songs. Those are all things that they really uh, created. Absolutely. Love love them and love their sound. And looking forward to seeing you guys at the Whiskey now. Uh, now that you got some, some uh, shows underneath the belt some more since last year, it was kind of the very first show and doing it once again with Bias coming up here on the 27th. Yeah, man. Friday. It's a Friday. This time it's a weekend. So we should be able to get a little bit of a celebration going afterwards. Hopefully people don't got to go to work on Saturday. Uh, but looking forward to playing the Whiskey Friday, January 27th. Uh, it's going to be exciting. We got finally a tour under our belts. So the show's going to be better. We're, we're uh, psyched, man, to just go out there and slay it. We're very blessed also that our sound engineer is going to be there, who was our sound engineer for the Lacuna Coil tour. And... Uh, it's, it, we're gonna, dude. We're gonna go up there and slay it. I can't wait to see the guys in my band and start the rehearsals and get the whole process going. Right now, everybody is in holiday slumber mode, <laughs> as I imagine everybody else out there is. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, people! It's 2023. Don't go too crazy. <laughs> and I imagine that hopefully we'll get a longer set than the last show. Absolutely, man. I mean, the last show at the Whiskey April last year, it was really our first show. We had about three sing. We were about three songs in of our introduction of lines at the gate introduction into the world. Um, and now this is going to be our fifth single and we got a sixth coming out in, in about three, four months. Um, and then we'll be dropping an album, which has a really, really, uh, positive 
an, an encouraging album title, which I'm excited about. I don't think I can talk about it yet because the band just every, everyone has to agree on it first, but I think we all are. Um, and the main thing we're focusing on right now is the show. We got a single that's going to come out before the show a couple of days. It's called The Ledge. And it's a really, really important song. I think it's something that the world could use to hear, man. We live, we live, we're living in a time where we're so disconnected from each other and we're encouraged to seclusion and, and things like this. And uh, I'm not one to, to hate on technology. I mean, I love technology, but I think we all need to just come closer together as people and, and hold on to something positive, man. You know, people need to get together and speak to each other and, love each other and encourage each other to get through anything that is tough. You know, a, a lot of times in my life, I felt like I didn't want to communicate and I wanted to keep everything inside. And I, and I realized that through friends and family reaching out to people and really just talking about my problems to someone else. I realized people are willing to listen. And you, you just, you got to stay positive and have faith in something good. We can't live in a world where all we believe is that the world has gone to crap. You know, we have to hold some faith in humanity and that things will turn around. And, uh, and I think in, in, in writing some positive music, it helped me greatly. Yeah, I think the world could use it, especially right now, especially after the past couple of years of the pandemic and sitting at home. And it, typically, you know, hard rock metal always has that kind of doom and gloom perspective. But I think now more than ever, we need that positivity, especially in music. We need that light at the end of the tunnel that you're bringing. And, dude, I love the new tune, The Ledge. I'm terrified of heights as well. Dude, I've been my entire life, man. You know, and we just... In the song, we're using it just as a, a reference, really, for, for life and, and, and the things, you know. We, we aren't promised anything uh, for, for sure, for certain in this life, but we are promised that we will have a lot of challenges, and life can, com can kind of feel like that. Um, but, you know, height is something that, that – fear of height is something that you could – work on little by little mike okay mm -hmm. it's just one ladder one ladder at a time buddy <laughs> i love that i love the lyric dude what if we fall together like let's take this leap of faith and see what happens yeah i think we gotta just the doom the doom and gloom is just only going to continue to drive us into this vortex of hating each other and wanting to be completely disconnected you know we gotta just remember hey man we're humans that uh uh, and, and, and we have hearts and souls and, and minds and emotions as well, but we, we can't be living life based on emotions too much either, you know? No, for sure. Uh, and this song, I think it's just, it's just something positive, man. You know, wanted, we, we want to be able to um, discuss all the dark topics that really affect anyone in life. But, I mean, just from personal experience and everything I've gone through, uh, you know, I was in another band, had to, had to go through a, a, a terrible, you know, dispute, left the band, um, went through, you know, divorce and things like this. And, you know, uh, custody and, and things like that. Um, I think that you have to just in my in my personal life, man, just staying positive and not focusing on the crap of the world kept me alive for sure. Speaking to friends about it and staying positive. The glass is always half full rather than half empty. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's too easy to walk outside 
and look at the sun and not even pay attention that we are on a rock floating in the middle of space. And, you know, there's a, a, a nuclear ball of fire keeping us alive. <laughs> it's, e- it's easy to forget that, dude. It is. It is. Life is short. You got to make the most of it and, and the most positivity you can bring into the life. That's how I feel. Like, same way, man. Just project positivity and spread that throughout the world as much as possible. And certainly in music, it's even better. For sure, for sure, man. And and, I, and hopefully at the show, we can continue that with our fans, man, because we have a really, really cool relationship with our fans where some of us, some of them know us from back then. A lot of them mostly know us from now. We've come into a new fan base, which is kind of interesting, and we're very grateful for that. And to be able to make new fans and have, have this really, really just awesome vibe in the room when we play, man, that's that's another level thing. You know, that's beyond... That's almost like beyond recording and writing the song. Once you're in a room with a bunch of people and everybody's feeling it, it's, it's awesome. And this show is definitely going to be awesome. You know, January 27th. You got, if you're in the L.A. area, you got to come out. Looking forward to it and, and did want to touch upon the, the old band for just a second. Not to make us feel any older, but dude, this year we're going to be celebrating. No way, no way. <laughs> the 20th anniversary of Confession. And certainly wanted to at least touch upon that album. And, and also the one of the things about that album that I kind of miss from today's day compared to back in the day, how can I live a big part, the first tune we heard from the album, and a big part of the Freddie versus Jason soundtrack? Yeah, yeah. That's, that song actually you know, lent a big step for the band at the time because we were coming off, coming off of Revolution Revolution, which was basically... Um, a very personal, angry album, but it also faith-based album. Um, and you know, it was written when we we were young, and I was young, um, and uh, not young, but young adults at least. And uh, and confession was, um, you know, w- w- was kind of like a leap, a, a somewhat of a leap from there. We wanted to try different things. Wanted to focus a little bit more on melody. How Can I Live was one of the first batch of songs that we wrote. You know, and I, I, just, I just remember sitting in a, in a North Bergen, New Jersey apartment. My apartment was completely empty. Uh, all I had was like a couch, obviously a kitchen. But I had like a couch, a bed, and uh, several DA, DA38s. Uh, I don't know if anybody remember, remembers DA38s, but before digital was the standard for recording, there was semi-digital recording, which was still tape, but it was digital. You could punch it in and you could, uh, you know, alter per track and things like that. So it was like a digital tape-based thing. And I just remember having those machines at the house and writing songs and writing songs and writing songs. Ultimately, for the Confession album, we went in to do the demos with Dan Corniff, who is, you know, came, uh, went, to, went to become one of the best engineers of that era. Uh, he did the Paramore Riot album and, and a bunch of uh, Breaky Benjamin albums. Um, but he had done the demos for us, and he came back to do the album with Bob Marlette uh, as an engineer. And we did Confession with Bob Marlette and, and Dan Corniff. And I, the funny thing about that album is that at one point, when Runner came back after we were done with the Bob Marlette-Dan Corniff session, and they said, um, this is too overproduced. <laughs> Even though they 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 made us they they made us use a particular producer I I, I and I love Bob Marlette I think he's a, a genius mind but at the time there was so much pressure on on 
on us for writing a single, writing a single, writing a single that, uh, you know, uh, I think maybe it was a lot of pressure on Bob Marlette's shoulders at the time. So the album maybe sounded a little light when we were done with it and Roadrunner Records put us right back into the studio. I had to, I had to personally, right? At, the, at that time, Rizzo had left the band and uh, it was just me and Dave pretty much putting everything together. And I had to write five more songs and it was all the heavy songs. Damn, I might hate you too, by Con Dios. Uh, what were the other head cleansing? Uh, all those heavy songs on confession were written after the entire album session. And Roadrunner Records was just like, we're too worried. These other songs are too light. Can you can you just go by in the studio by yourself with Dan Corniff and, and finish the album? Wow. And we just you know instead of going instead of going back and trying to like redo a bunch of songs, I wrote a bunch of riffs and lyrics within like three four days, and we had the rest of the half of the album recorded in two weeks. And wow. that was that. You know. Wow. So there there were songs that were shelved or you didn't have the album complete when you sent it to them initially? Oh no, it was complete. And they shelved about four or five songs off that album. They were they were like, This is overproduced. And I the whole time, you know, and, and, and in no I'm not trying to defend myself, but the whole time I was saying, Guys, this is being overproduced, <laughs> guys, this is being overproduced. <laughs> you know, the whole time I was saying that, but you know, I don't know. The, the label felt comfortable. I think our A and R guy, Mike Gitter, who you might know, who's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, he was he was a little bit concerned the whole way, and he knew. He knew when we were done with the album. He's the one that that actually helped voice some of my concern about the album, and and really brought it to the label, and was able to get another budget approved for us to go back into the studio and just re- record a bunch of new songs that I had written. And probably the most uh, the most successful Il Nino album, right? Sales wise, I think so. I think at this point it's past a half a million. Both of those first albums are past a half a million. I think at this point, um, maybe someday when uh, when I'm rich and famous from music, Mike, I'm going to get <laughs> plaques. <laughs> Go get that recertification. <laughs> exactly. Dude. But uh, but uh, but believe it, you know, believe it or not. I'm in a new band. I am incredibly grateful to be in a new band. I spent a lot of years in El Nino, you know that. And um, yeah. incredibly grateful to be in a new band and just do things a little bit differently. You know, everything that I did in the past, it's still there. I mean, obviously nobody needs to go look for it in the store anymore. You could find it anywhere on your phone. Um, and it'll always exist. And, and I'm blessed for all the, the relationships and friendships that I made with fans that have become really, really good friends over the years that we're deeply connected to it, you know? And I think we continue that in Lions at the Gate, but just a little bit di- deeper and maybe with a little bit more maturity and, and uh, a, a little bit more uh, t- trying to keep honor for the art, I think is important because after you're in the music industry for a long time, um, you know, you, you, your edges start to get uh, sanded off a little bit because of all the criticism all the time. And, and I think that, starting fresh man it's just it's a thing of beauty it's kind of like being reborn yeah and i was going to touch upon that too with the the new single the ledge you know certainly il nino had that latin flavor throughout the all the tunes and stuff where this one feels to be a little bit more kind of just straight ahead and maybe even a little bit more like electronics and stuff i really like the the keyboard and piano riff in in the ledge maybe bringing that out a little bit more in lines at the gate yeah, yeah. I mean, going forward, I, I'm already thinking of kind of cool things to write, and our our minds are already on. Even though we still have technically two more singles we're releasing before the album release, and then hopefully we'll do some tours in that cycle. But it'll be a short cycle once we release the album because we're we already 
into like writing new songs and we want to get into the studio sometime late spring or early summer and do the next album and just have it ready, you know, because we had this album ready. This album's already two and a half years old and we haven't released it because we just went slowly. We felt there was a lot of good songs on it and we just said, we'll just release singles for a while. You know, there's no rush. There's a lot of music out there for people to love. There's, there's like no rush to just like uh, shove music down people's throats quickly, you know? Yeah, especially during the pandemic when everyone's sitting at home and can't go out and see the band as well. So it makes perfect sense to hang on to it. But glad to hear that it's finally coming. We're going to get the album this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're putting it out for sure. Um, it's it's going to be, we're doing this next single in you know mid-January and uh, we're doing another single about two and a half, three months after that. And I think we're going to try to set up the album release for that single release week maybe a couple weeks after but not too much further we we want to put the album out it's we've we've waited long enough and i think by now the fans really really anticipated especially after these next two singles we're going to release i think they're really gonna gonna want to hear the rest of it i know i do i can't wait for that dude appreciate all the time last thing i gotta hit you with man you're going to be a part of, we're one of those old school stations. We do mandatory metallic every night at 10 PM. And I was trying to think for you, if you had to, and maybe this is good timing with you already writing new music and eyeing towards album number two. If you had to do a Metallica cover, what tune do you think you would do? What would suit your voice? You think, um, you know, it's ironic. You bring up Metallica today because a friend of mine who, who does some press, had posted a picture of, um, of Eminem, and then Lars Ulrich next to each other. And he, it was like a funny meme. We're like, why do they look so much alike or something? You know? <laughs> but, uh, and, and I, I, I shared it and I said, my favorite Eminem song ever is Leopard Messiah. <laughs> you know? So I'm going to have to pick Leopard Messiah. Cause that song just shreds. It's kind of like a mid tempo grind sludge, you know? And, uh, and it tells a cool story. I love it, man. And and you can't go wrong. I mean, any tune off a of Master of Puppets is is perfection. That's their masterpiece album. For sure, for sure. And there's some, you know, there's some amazing um, deep cuts on that album that people never talk about, like Leopard Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know? The thing lot. that should not be. Some really, really good deep cuts. Damage Inc., The Thing That Should Not Be, Orion. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I mean, the thing that should not be that intro. I mean, you can't get more epic than that, bro. No. Just throw go, everybody go home and throw away your classical guitars. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. We'll rock. Unle- go ahead. Uh, unless if you're, uh, unless only if you're in a metal band, if you're playing classical guitar. Dude, I was just learning about like all the down picking. Everyone talks about Hetfield and that right hand and all the down picking he does. It, it, it's amazing that guy's right hand and the riffs that he writes. Yeah, I, it makes you wonder. I mean, has he ever had uh, had to have surgery on that wrist? Because that wrist has got some miles on it, man. <laughs> you know, that's like two hundred mile an hour miles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the show, man. I'll see you out there at the show on the twenty seventh. Yeah, bro. Let's hang up to the show a little bit. Let's just go to the Rainbow and shut it down and do that whole good weekend shit. I'm down. I'm down for sure. All right. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, Mike. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Stay dry. 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.